0: Welcome to A.S. Butt.
1: Welcome. Hello. It's been one week since you looked at me. (laughs) Um, Two weeks since we watched Man's Best Friend with Benefits, and I still haven't recovered.
0: Yeah. You know, I could go for some chicken to the Chinese the Chinese chicken, have a drumstick, and their brains start sticking.
1: Watching X-Files with no lights on
0: watching Supernatural with no lights on. Where Dan Lemay's on.
1: I hope Heyo. the smoking man's in this one. Is the smoking man Crowley in the supernatural sense, you know what I mean? Because he's like a demon from hell and a man.
0: Uh, technically Naomi is.
1: Ooh. Uh...
0: Also, if you haven't heard "Pinch Me" by the Bare Naked Ladies, that oh, song is good as fuck. Pinch me, yeah, fuck yeah, so good. Um,
2: I think is it in? I feel like it's in an episode of Scrubs.
0: I bet it is. It has like, to be.
2: Yeah, it's it's very Scrubsy. It's if it's so good.
0: if it's not in Scrubs, it has to be in another Zach Braff work.
1: Mm-hmm. It's it's required in Zach Braff's contract that he has one Bare Naked Ladies song in everything he does. Yeah. Possibly, probably, even definitely so this week on habcast it's another edition of one two three four things we can't let go of
2: (laughs) yeah hey it's our podcast we're going to talk about what we want to
1: and what we want to talk about is what we want to talk about and that's none of y'all's business
0: well actually it is their business because they're listening to us talk i fucking hope they're listening
1: okay that's a good point no
0: one is listening
1: hey you know what i hope you have just kidding I hope you... Several
2: people are listening.
0: Thanks, I ho- Dad.
1: I hope you guys have this on in the background while you're doing something else. You know what I mean? Like, maybe you're mm-hmm. filing your taxes or playing a video game or...
0: Oh, I hope
2: you're not filing your taxes. You're late.
0: Yeah, I, re- I really hope, like, you're just furiously masturbating and, like, filed your taxes, like, several months ago to get that return. You know what I'm saying?
1: I don't necessarily hope you're furiously masturbating. I mean, not 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 at this moment.
0: Let's move past that part. Like, I don't think any of us are, but you can if if like this is your thing. Awesome. Don't speak for all of us, Ben.
1: (laughs) Hey, if you want to listen to the dulcet tones of our supernatural opinions while you furiously masturbate, who are we to stop
0: you? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. First of all, do what you feel.
1: We're we're in Alabama, and statistically, you are not. So.
0: (laughs) But most of our listeners aren't in Alabama, right?
1: That's why I said statistically you're not.
0: <laughs> yeah. <hey. laughs> uh,
1: it's nice that we've got contri- like attracted the non-Alabamian crowd. I think mm-hmm. this is a lot for the class for the for the moral center of our backbone.
0: Yeah. Our moral mm-hmm.
1: nuggety center. All right. Anyways, what are things we can't let go of? Somebody else go. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: I have been watching Invincible. I haven't watched the last episode yet, but I do know what happens. Uh, I've been enjoying it immensely.
1: What is oh, yeah. what is that person who I've so, never? I don't listen to things or watch things. It's
2: it's a comic book show, uh, an animated comic book show, based on a comic, um, and it's about uh, Mark, who is the son of Omni Man, who's basically like the he's this um, IP's like Superman. Ish proxy because mm-hmm. he's from a different planet he's here to you know protect the earth and he literally can't be killed like by anything um, and so basically the show is um, Omni-Man's son gets his powers finally mm-hmm. and starts becoming a superhero and we start learning about like, the superhero society of this world. But also, in the very first episode, this is not a spoiler because it's literally the first episode, Omni-Man kills what is, like, the... Um, they're called the Guardians of Earth, I think. But they're basically, like, the Avengers or the Justice League. though they, they are, like, a specific group of chosen heroes mm-hmm. that are called upon in the most deadly situations. Mm-hmm. Um, so Omni-Man kills them all oh shit and i don't actually know why he did it yet because i'm sure he's gonna say it next episode sure
1: i hope he does it's the last one
2: yeah um
1: looks like nobody's learned that second level D D spell create and or destroy water
2: <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah it's been really cool it's like it's it's comparable to the boys because it's superheroes and it's also very violent Mm -hmm. Um, but I think it's better than the boys because it's not just violence for violence sake it's um, I mean like it's superheroes so some of it's violence for violence sake but I feel like the story holds up a lot more and the uh, characters are a lot more interesting Um, the story in general is a lot more character driven and yeah
1: Alright, rock on
2: It's really great Oh, and also just the Well, okay, I've got like a I'm, I'm going to compliment sandwich this show The sound design is great And also it is killing me Because the dialogue is so quiet I don't know if this is just an Amazon Prime thing um, Amazon Prime in general is really quiet Compared to other streaming services mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I'm always having to turn my volume up But, uh, the dialogue in Invincible is really quiet, but then when I get to fight scenes, it's like... (laughs) Like, way too loud. Yeah. And I hate having to babysit my remote for uh, when fight scenes come on.
0: Mm
2: -hmm. But, other than that, the, the sounds themselves are really fantastic. Very good sound design. Uh, good stuff. Uh... Ari, the um, the main character invincible? His suit kind of looks like that '90s Superboy. Yes.
1: (laughs) Oh, '90s Superboy. goobie goggles. (laughs) Okay, so '90s listeners, do yourself a favor right now. Go look up '90s Superboy. It is so good. Like the costume is it's so 90s it's so fucking 90s and his hair it's so good um they eventually made his costume lame as shit because it's just a pair of jeans and a black superman shirt Mm. thumbs down on that um and i'm gonna go ahead and say this more more 90s superboy less today superboy the only I actually okay, so I was a big fan of Young Justice um, a couple years back, and if you haven't seen it, I would highly recommend it. Uh, basically, it, it you know follows Young Justice. It's a Young Justice League, right, with all like mm-hmm. with Robin and Superboy, and um, different from the Teen Titans, but Little Flash, yeah, and uh, others. Um, <laughs> um, well, there are some Teen Titans in it, right? Yes. Well, um, Robin was a Teen Titan, and then right. he, you know, is also doing this. And actually, Young Justice in the comics had Tim Drake, uh, and in the first Young Justice series, first season, it's actually Dick Grayson, because, you know, it's Dick Grayson. Right. Um yeah. But then Tim Drake eventually does come along, and, like, even Jason Todd is referenced. It's kind of amazing. Like, it's a fucking miracle they have more than one Robin in in the show. (laughs) Um, They acknowledge the existence of, you know, Robins that aren't Dick Grayson and Damian Wayne. Um, Oh, spoiler is in it. Uh, Fucking shit. I can't remember not Aquaman I mean Aquakid. it's it's Kid, yeah but I can't remember his like name name um but the
2: child of the sea
1: yes um but anyways super good series 10 plus plus would recommend uh, except for the fact that Connor Kent is dressed in the worst fucking out everyone else is dressed like a fucking cartoon character because that's what they are and Connor Kent is dressed like a normal teenager at the beach, except he's wearing jeans. I just don't get it. I, I hate it. I hate it so much. And that, this, the series could only have been improved by ninety Superboy. Anyways, sorry. Just had to take that aside. Go ahead.
2: Oh, no. That's it. That's all I had. Oh, okay. Oh, great.
1: is on my list of things to watch. Mm.
0: I've heard a lot of good things about it from uh, several people around me.
1: I've also mm-hmm. seen that meme that's like Kind of weird that Jeff Bezos keeps making shows Where Superman's arch enemy is the bad guy Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Which just makes me giggle But
0: Have mm-hmm. uh, you been stuck on Ari?
1: I've been stuck on several things Ben Thank you so much for asking um, Yesterday I watched Inside I don't know if you remember but you were there which was is... I?
0: Was was I inside the room you were watching Inside In? <laughs>
1: you were, in fact. Um, I do
0: not remember this.
1: It's, you know, that's fair. Uh, I was watched Inside, which is Bo Burnham's new special. And mm-hmm. I'm going to be honest, when I, my first reaction to it was I didn't really, I thought it was Okay. I liked some aspects of it, I didn't like some other aspects of it, but now it's 24 hours later, and I can't stop thinking about it, and I keep listening to the music.
2: Yes, it has begun. I have watched Inside eight times in a row. Okay, so,
1: okay, because I watched it again today, and I think I, like, do like it, but I also hate it, but maybe I hate it because I'm in it. Do you know what I mean?
2: Yes, yeah, yep, yes.
1: Like, maybe... That's that's the... got it oh god okay so for those of you who don't know um inside is bo burnham's latest c- comedy special which he's <laughs> his
2: latest one-man show hour and a half long music video
1: how do you describe it ben tell the tell the class
0: See, I fucking loved it from, like, the get-go, mm-hmm. but I loved it because it reminded me of two of my favorite things, which is Pink Floyd's The Wall, which has heavy themes of self-isolation and struggling with mental illness. And it also reminded me of one of my favorite albums by Tub Ring, but I can't remember the name of it, but if you go and, like, look, it's the one with the giant antenna, the giant, like, satellite dish. It's just very... Funky and fun, uh, the the eighties like synth throughout the whole goddamn thing is great. The sexting song is perfect, uh, but just at its nuts and bolts, it's a comedy special that's not a comedy special. It's more of a commentary with, or it's music videos with commentary strung between.
1: Ben described it as yeah. a concept album, and I think that's just like, oh yeah, that's it, mm-hmm. yeah.
2: I think uh, I was Ben and I were talking about this a little bit um, before we started, and I think the thing is, is you can't go into it expecting traditional comedy. You haven't ever been able to do that with Bo Burnham. Like uh, I've I've been a fan of Bo Burnham for a while. Uh, I watched all of his specials back when they came out, um, and every time I watched a Bo Burnham special, it was like. Well, that wasn't a comedy special. Mm-hmm. It was com- I consider it comedy, but it w- you know it's not comedy as is traditional, um, we're all, and
1: we're all, that's
2: why I I I really liked it from the get-go just because I'm I was already a Bo Burnham fan and I already kind of knew not to expect like you know I wasn't regular comedy.
1: <laughs> See, yeah. I w- the reason why I didn't like it isn't because I don't know like what Bo Burnham is about, because I have seen I've never been able to, okay, I am not a huge Bo Burnham fan, I do like some of his songs, I love Art is Dead and I love his songs about religion Um mm-hmm. but uh other outside of that I'm just not, like, huge into him Um but I, I, I knew what to expect, and I knew that this wasn't going to be ha ha, laugh a minute, riot comedy, right? Um, mm-hmm. But when I watched it, I was like, I don't know. I feel like a lot of the points he's making are kind of old. Not old, but just not new to me necessarily. And then I didn't think the jokes were funny. And I will stand by that. There, there's not a whole lot of, like, joking in it.
2: Right. Yeah, I, I, I'll i posit that there are funny moments. Yes. But I think what those funny moments are depend on who you are as a person when you watch it. Yes. Mm.
1: But what I think that he did accomplish and very well, and honestly, I think he just sums it up in the end. The last song perfectly is like the feeling of intense burnout and kind of feeling like. Just how hard it is To be funny During a Pandemic With everything that's been happening Um, And that I really did enjoy Mm -hmm. Honestly the last song is my favorite one And Yeah that's uh, a good one Yeah that's just So I would recommend watching it And uh, figuring that shit out for yourself But um, yeah definitely Laugh a riot minute this is not For sure
0: yeah, no. Uh, as I was telling my parents about it, uh, like it's. Because I told them, I was like, yeah, we watched it at work. And they're like, oh, well, how was it? I was like, I liked it. I really don't think y'all will. Because uh, do you guys remember? Uh, and this is a question to you guys uh, Too Many Cooks, the Adult Swim yes. th- phenomenon. Uh-huh. <clears throat> yeah. I remember watching that with my parents at one point and my dad just getting really pissed off by like the first third of it (laughs) and i just remembered enjoying the fuck out of it and i was like yeah no this is gonna be that again
1: i um was talking to uh i was hanging out with recent guest on the show tom and then um our friend slash listener nathan and another com Oh, and also Scott Eason, who's been a guest on the show twice now, um, technically three times for the finale special. We were hanging out, and I can't remember exactly how it came up, but Nathan mm-hmm. like talked about something that he thought was funny. And it it was in a very, like, millennial-slash-Gen-Z-slash-Zillennial way. And Scott and Tom, who are both a little bit older than us, were like, Mm -hmm. I don't understand what's happening right now. And I was like, don't worry, Nathan. I'm a millennial, too. I fucking... I got you. Like, I get it. Um, There's a sort of, like... I don't know. I kind of look at, like, Gen-Z-slash-millennial humor. More Gen-Z than millennial, I think. But I kind of see it as, like a second wave of Dadaism, you know what I mean?
0: Oh, yes, very much so, and I'm goddamn here for you. Yeah, yeah,
2: it's, like, super
1: surreal. Yeah, yeah, Dadaism
2: is a very good way to describe it. And
1: then also just dealing with a bunch of, like, just a, a series of existential crises after another. Just oh God, one yes. one right after another. Um, yeah. And that, to me, I, is, is too many cooks, for sure. Yeah. And also a little inside, as well.
0: Oh, yeah. Uh, one of our friends uh, mr. David pencil mr. Wenzel, uh he has a song entitled existential crisis and I feel like that's the most poignant version of millennial humor yeah in in that it's just a man having a breakdown on stage for your enjoyment and it resonates wholly true every time I hear him do it
2: uh, you know oh yeah the,
1: um, the- Go on. I'm sorry what I said go on
2: uh, uh, I was gonna say like the parts of inside that resonated for me a lot were the bits that um like in the in the in between segments between uh like skits basically mm-hmm. uh, skits and songs uh were the the times where you see him like you know pause the recording or he gets frustrated like there's one where he stops the song and starts over because he heard himself take a big breath in the wrong place Mm -hmm. and he gets frustrated and starts knocking stuff over and that really resonated to me because that to me is what recording music is like Mm -hmm. um or recording anything that I know is going to be like permanently etched forever um so I like it really just kind of hit me in that moment I was like god I'm watching myself (laughs) record
1: this (laughs) uh yeah I think the line go watch inside (laughs) yeah go watch inside it's good
0: yeah stay inside and watch inside do the world a favor
1: uh what about you Ben what can't you let go of
0: uh, so I've been like bouncing between video games and I've, I've watched, I started trying to watch a few different shows, but I can't really get stuck on any one thing. So I'm just going to do a shotgun of things that I've been bouncing between mm-hmm. and I've been enjoying, like, I, it's not that I haven't enjoyed any of it. It's just, I'm in a weird state of flux right now where I'm trying to figure out what I want to like stick and grow moss on, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I've been playing a lot of, still, a lot of Call of Duty, Cold War, I started playing Dragon Quest Eleven, which is a lot of fun, and it's just a really good JRPG. Uh, I started playing Bloodborne again, um, I started watching Schmidt, or, uh, Shit's Creek Mm -hmm. I did enjoy it it just didn't like hook me in at first so I think I just have to give it more time uh I skipped to the Sensui arc of Yu Yu Hakusho
1: nice uh
0: just because it's like you know sometimes you gotta watch uh, a demon kill a child and (laughs) there we go (laughs) Uh,
1: Spoilers, Benjamin
0: But uh, something I will say that I've been stuck on Really hard and really Enjoying is the new Descendant stuff that they've been putting out Mm -hmm. Uh, It's on Spotify They've got one song called Nightage I fucking love it, it is heavy And visceral uh, And probably one of my new Favorite songs But the album I want to say is called Ninth and Walnut let me pull up right quick. Yeah. It is going to be called Ninth and Walnut, and it should be on Spotify. Like, the whole album should be on there soon. But if you enjoy The Descendants, or if you just love, like, pop punk, this is very proto-pop punk, and you're you're going to fucking love it. Uh, nice. And this is the original, like, Milo goes to college from, like, when they first were like, all right, we're going to make one album, and then Milo's going to go to college, and if we blow up, we blow up, and if we don't, we don't. Uh, and it's fucking kick and great. Hell but yeah. but it was really funny, because I was driving to play D&D last Sunday, and I was listening to Minor Threat, Descendants, just old, like good fucking like hardcore punk and i get out of the car and uh tom tom and some of the other people were playing DD with her like talking about different cults and scientology as a whole and i was like you know what this is this is perfect (laughs) this is exactly what i figured what was gonna happen driving up here (laughs) and i got right in the fucking mood for it (laughs) we love to talk
1: about cults you know what i mean just oh hell yeah we're big we're big into cults here um Real quick, I want to tell you guys something.
0: Is it um, that you love us?
1: No, but true, but no. Um, and also, oh Ben, that's sweet. It's the fact that I, for the first time, watched a Let's Play of Five Nights at Freddy's. Oh, God. And it was intensely boring to watch. I'm sure it's a really fun game to play, but not very uh... enjoyable watching-wise. <laughs>
0: it very much depends like what you enjoy like what you want out of a horror game because like i enjoy stuff like resident evil and silent hill and like i think outlast does outlast and um fucking i can't remember the name it's like a scent i think is the name of it. it starts with an a but um they just do the jump scare thing better because you're actually wandering around mm. and doing shit and trying to escape the thing. And Five Nights at Freddy's, you're just stuck in the security room waiting for the thing to come and jump scare at you. But don't, yeah. don't you th-
2: Isn't the thing like you, you only have a certain amount of power and you have to close the doors? Yeah. yeah.
1: It's a power management game. You have like mm. a camera, two lights, and two doors, and every time you like close the door or turn on the light in the hallway so you can see if somebody's out there or check the cameras you lose power and if you lose power too early then uh Freddy will come and murder you to death.
2: Nice. He'll put you into a pizza.
1: He will and he will grill you up. Actually I don't know what he does because I watched a no deaths a no deaths let's play. Oh, nice.
0: (laughs) All right, that's hilarious.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It was the first one that came up, and I was like, okay, I'll check this one out. It also had no commentary, which is personally how I prefer my Let's Plays.
0: Oh, you're not wrong. That's definitely the better way to consume Let's Plays. Mm -hmm. Uh, Like, if you're just going to straight up watch them. You know, that's how I feel about it.
1: Yeah. Maybe if it's one I've seen before, then I want the commentary, but...
0: Mm-hmm.
1: you know you know uh, uh if
0: you if you want a good youtube channel that has the option of no commentary i highly suggest carcinogen on uh youtube he does all the games i love resident evil dark soul or uh he does resident evil silent hill and the games of that ilk
1: Also, Ben and I are playing D anD D together, and then Travis has another his own D anD D game going. Listeners, mm-hmm. guess which guess which classes we're playing.
0: Text now. <laughs> yeah, vote now on your phone. Yeah. Text six nine six nine six.
1: I think I think our listeners will be able to guess pretty easily which classes we're playing.
0: Yeah, uh, I, think, I think we're
1: true to type.
0: Yeah, I'm playing a dwarven warlock named Schmigel.
1: don't you lie to the fine people Ben Benjamin <laughs>
0: yeah, I'm playing a rogue named uh, Zivod Beksinski <laughs> so Ari is playing a water genasi named Pierogi
1: Perogi Novak
0: Pierogi Novak I I always I always think that pierogi is just mononym or a mononym.
1: Now pierogi. I forgot that. Pierogi has a last name.
0: It's not Meyer, um, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: I'm the DM, so I get to play every character. Yeah. Hell yeah! But specifically, the party that I am DMing, they have an NPC companion who is a wild magic sorcerer named Greg who has a minus two to charisma.
1: Yep. Which is how sorcerers cast. So Greg is useless. <laughs> he's
2: so good, he's the best. We love Greg. Yeah, hell yeah. Greg
1: is great. What I love about that is that, like, oftentimes you have d- problems with like DnPCs because they overshadow the players, right? I'm um, not fucking Greg, Greg not though. Be yeah. able
2: to overshadow.
1: <laughs> not not Greg. <laughs> That's so good.
2: Uh. Yep. Good old Gregory. <clears throat> all right. On the quest to make chili dogs.
0: Hell yeah.
1: Good as you should be. Well, I think you know what? I think we can finally let go of the things we can't let go of, and instead hold on to supernatural.
2: <sighs> if you insist.
1: Like all things in life, supernatural is fleeting. Um, it won't be around forever. And yeah, I guess not. Uh, you know, you're going to miss it when it's gone. Travis. We'll see. This episode is called Goodbye Stranger. What's it, what is it about?
2: Sam and Dean uh, get amnesia, and Castiel comes to them, and he's like, Sam, Dean, and they're like, I'm sorry, who are you? And Castiel's like, Dean. Sam. And they're like, I'm sorry, your name is Dean Sam? And he's like, no, Sam. Dean. And they're like, how do you know our names? And he's just like, Oh and everything explodes. And that's the end of the show.
1: Allegedly.
0: (laughs) And then for seven more years, Television Static just aired on the CW Thursdays at seven.
2: Yeah. Supernatural is just the largest group um, hallucination
0: yeah it's like Candle Cove for uh, edgy people
2: yeah and really it's just um, because the hallucination was so widespread the CW just gave up and started just had dead air for an hour of time slot on Thursdays
1: you know what good for them anyways let's watch the episode and find out
2: yeah
1: Yeah.
0: and we're back yeah
1: real quick before we get into anything else i need to ask fellas Is it gay to be brainwashed into beating your best friend to death, but then when you actually get to the point where you have to do it, your best friend, like, pleads with you to remember who you truly are and not kill him because this isn't him?
0: It's only gay if you don't give him. It's only gay if you don't give aftercare. What you got, Travis?
2: Can I be honest about something? What? What's that? That scene brought a single tear to my eye.
1: No, Travis, did it really? It did. It It did. It It really did.
0: Watching Cass destroy something beautiful. That's understandable.
2: Yeah, when. Seriously? You cry? When bloody faced Dean looks up at Cass and is just like pleading for his life. Yeah, one tear down the
0: cheek. Hell yeah.
1: Travis, what's especially hilarious about this is you know I cry at everything stone faced through the entire episode. Not even when fucking Meg died And you know that's my oh, yeah, ship that Going down in flames
2: too. I don't know when Meg died I was like oh, She'll be back
1: <laughs> Travis It's Was this the end of Meg It's time to play Taps again bud <laughs> <gasps> A permanent death Yeah I know it happens so rarely Goodness
2: oh. I'll have to find Taps <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we've played it since Bobby died.
1: No, I don't think we have. We haven't needed to. All the, all the deaths have been minor or impermanent.
2: Mm-hmm. But
1: yes, um, this is true. Rachel Miner has left the show. Um,
2: that, that's a shame, because the other thing about this episode, uh, the Meg Steel was turned up to 1100 And I honestly didn't understand Meg's TL until this episode. Then I was like, mm-hmm. oh okay. girl I
1: What is not to understand? Okay. I
2: mean I understand everything now. <laughs> okay. I just didn't understand it before. I,
0: I have a real quick question. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ari, are you doing a thing or did you forget about something? Are you doing a bit? Because is me, this isn't the last time we see Rachel Miner in the show.
1: Yeah, but Meg is dead. Mm-hmm. No, don't do this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. I didn't forget. Just don't.
0: This. I'm only doing it so we, I'm only doing it so we don't get letters.
1: <laughs> okay, dear listeners, I didn't forget what happens. I just don't think that counts, really. Personally. Fair, but we can't discuss in greater detail because holy yeah. shit! How would we even begin to explain this? Hey, hey, season eight Supernatural watcher Travis, um, so much <laughs> shit happens. It would be like explaining like the fucking radio to to cavemen. No, it wouldn't. Oh, There's man. less steps than that, but still,
2: it would be like explaining all of Homestuck. <laughs>
1: Something I still don't understand. Yeah, honestly. Still do not know what that show is about. I webcomic, whatever.
2: whatever. People ask me what Supernatural is about, I answer in the same way that I answer when I try to explain Homestuck. And that is the simplest explanation possible.
1: Which is that Supernatural is kind of responsible for nine eleven. What? Oh, for some reason I associate Homestuck and nine eleven. I think it's because I made a joke on Twitter about it one day. I don't remember.
0: So wait, if, if Homestuck is to blame for 9-11, Homestuck is to blame for My Chemical Romance, which is fitting.
1: And also Twilight. No,
2: these are the other way around.
0: Okay.
1: <laughs> My Chemical Romance to be, it did 9-11?
0: No. No. No.
1: Somebody tell Bush.
0: <laughs> no. So uh, Gerard Way was on a trade when 9 11 happened? Yeah,
1: yeah. I, I know. I know the story. Okay.
0: Yeah. Okay, cool. Cool, cool, cool.
1: I just. It was. Yeah. Anyways, it wasn't the U.S. government. It was Gerard Way and MCR. And that's why they 10. can't have a reunion. Yeah.
2: <laughs> oh, that's funny. They were the Black Parade. Yeah. All right, um.
1: so real quick, before we get any further, let's do a quick sum-up of the episode. This episode starts and ends with a bang. Yes, it's a super important plot episode, and we know that from the very beginning because we see Meg again. Hey, what's she been up to?
0: No
2: good.
1: Nothing, yeah, nothing good.
2: Yeah, nothing.
1: So Sam and Dean go to investigate some... Uh, clearly angel killings like minute one when they discuss how these people have died and they're all unrelated you know except in a supernatural Mm -hmm. sense like their eyes have been burned out their organs liquefied they've got stigmata like that's just clearly heaven related right um So Sam and Dean decide to go check it out. And what do they find out? That all of the victims had been possessed by demons and also really obsessed with finding like original maps of the town that they lived in because, da 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 da, Lucifer had these crypts all over Earth. And one of these crypts has the angel tablet in it. And everybody is looking for it. Crowley, Sam and Dean, Naomi and Cass. Oh, also, Naomi has been having Cass beat up not-deans in heaven, which for now is just a giant fucking warehouse. Anyways, Sam er, the Winchesters and Cass eventually meet up. Cass acts super cagey about why he's actually there and spends an inordinate amount of time lying to Sam and Dean. But he's not alone in this. Sam has been lying to Dean about how shitty he feels because of the first trial. They eventually find Meg, who's been tortured by Crowley for a year and given a really bad dye job. Uh, and she leads them to Lucifer's crypt, which does in fact have the angel tablet. Um... Eventually, Crowley catches up with them. Sam and Dean, or Sam and Meg, fight him off while Dean and Cass go and search for the tablet. I got the timing a little bit wrong there. Needless to say, they separated the party, which we all know you're never supposed to do. Um, Cass almost kills Dean by beating him to death because Dean has figured out that like something is seriously wrong with Cass. Uh, eventually he breaks free of his Manchurian candidate programming and just takes the tablet away. Uh, Sam and Dean drive off. Meg is killed by Crowley. And then Crowley and Naomi have a conversation we find out they used to sleep together in Mesopotamia.
0: <laughs> Bam, Chico. Ow, ow.
1: And Cass has gone rogue. As always. That's, that's pretty much what happens.
0: Yeah. Yeah, well, good thing that Kath rolled really high on initiative. What you got, Travis? <laughs> oh,
2: no, uh, I was just going to say, I, I enjoyed this episode. It was very plot, and like I said, it brought a single tear to my cheek. Hell yeah.
1: I can't believe you fucking cried.
2: I can't. Yeah, I'm a tiny baby now.
1: <laughs> I can't believe it. Uh, um, I'm going to miss Rachel Miner.
2: Yeah, I thought she did a really good job in this episode Yeah, I thought she did too
1: The reason why she left, by the way, is because um, She did choose to leave, and it's because she's had some Health issues, and doing the stunts Was, like, really hard on her body, so But as far as I know I hope she's doing better Yeah, as far as I know, she's doing all right. She just had to take less, like, physically strenuous Work Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. No butterfly Effects threes for her Yeah, so uh, no
0: no Butterfly effects. 4s
1: Indeed um, One thing that this brings up though Is the fact that nobody can just Retire in Cabo You know what I mean
2: <laughs> yeah. Like
1: nobody's allowed to leave if you, if you the actor Want to leave Your character has to die in some horrible fucking way I mean truly Just craptastic um, which I think is a shame, because I think there's place in this world, and I do mean the supernatural world for characters to just you know fuck off and go do their own thing. yeah, it doesn't all have to be blood and circuses.
2: I feel like this was just a trend uh, in like this era of television mm-hmm. because like at the time, like 2013, what are the big shows Game of Thrones, The Walking Dead? stuff like that where if a character is going to leave they're going to die
1: yeah I sh-
2: and I, I think that's just it I think it's just a, a style a trend I think it's a trend
1: I will go ahead and say to give Supernatural some credit it does fit in with one of the themes of the show which is the whole like if you're a hunter you don't get like a retirement you're in until you're, you die right
0: Mm -hmm. And that
1: just has extended to other characters. And I mean, it would be kind of weird if Meg did retire in Cabo, because, you know, she's a fucking demon, but still. Like, Mm
0: -hmm. I liked Meg. Yeah. I I did not... The first time they did the Family Guy reference in this show, I enjoyed it, and then they kept doing it. And I just found it annoying after a minute, but... I did still enjoy this episode, also because, like, it's got Rachel Minder in it. It's hard not to like an episode that she's in.
1: And the next DL was chef's kiss. I, oh, God.
0: They were really
2: hamming it up for her to die, too. Oh, yeah. yeah.
1: When I first watched this episode, the minute she was like, and I loved this line, too, after this is done, I'm going to order a pizza, and we're going to move some furniture around. The minute- yeah, I'm going to live forever. <laughs> yeah, basically, she yeah. <laughs> the minute that happened, I was like, oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. God.
2: Yeah. Also, we got the name drop of Mex on screen. Mm-hmm. We
1: did, which is 100% the writers being like, nudge, nudge, wink, wink.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a very, like, I felt very winked and nudge oh, at yeah. that moment.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah so I just I love them together and I've mentioned this on the show before but the drama writes itself Meg even alludes to it when she's talking about how like she preferred it back during the apocalypse because things were simple back then and now Mm -hmm. she's a demon who's a little bit good and he's an angel who's a little bit bad
2: (sighs) they're an odd couple Uh, (laughs) Um,
1: I just want to pour one out for Castiel because he definitely missed out on getting pegged.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, I
2: I also really like that part of their exchange where she's like, "How's your noodle?" and Cass is like, "It's a very good noodle." <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. So, how speaking of Cass, how are we feeling about him?
2: I'm glad he's better. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad he's not uh hypnotized or whatever was going on there.
0: Yeah. I, it's nice to know and it's nice to have representation that whenever you're dealing with like feeling like not exactly centered and you're dealing with a lot of mental problems and maybe a little heartbreak because your love has left you that all you need in life is just a really cool rock. Yeah.
1: A rock it's a that lights healing up thing. and has the word of God on it is pretty fucking cool.
0: It's this is besides the point. It's a really cool lit up rock.
1: Do you think Metatron when he was writing down the uh the word of God onto these tablets, he was like please can we just go ahead and invent invent like paper and a pen real quick? you yeah. are almighty um, real quick I do want to talk about a small continuity error that actually gets brought up in on Imtibu um, Crowley oh, yeah. speaks oh. of a shared time in Mesopotamia with Naomi saying he's a lover not a fire in Season 6, Weekend at Bobby's, it's revealed Crowley lived his human life as McLeod, 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 I'm so sorry to the fine people of Scotland, um, in the 1600s, making it impossible for him to have been in Mesopotamia. So when did they fuck, Supernatural? Hmm. Answer me that.
2: Uh, well, angels can heavy, quotes time travel. I don't know.
0: (laughs) As can demons. Allegedly. Certain level demons, yeah.
1: I guess being the king of hell does get you some perks. Mm -hmm. This page also mentions the thing that that was a problem in the first episode where, like, Sam and Dean escape in their, you know, regular car. And, um... Crowley just kind of watches on, like "I'll get you next time." At this point, I just believe that Crowley enjoys the chase,
0: like mm, he yeah. wants to
1: work for it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I, yeah, I, I can see that. Yeah. Well, I think so. Crowley's a
2: drama queen.
1: Yeah. So he, he really <laughs> is. He it's not enough for him to be like, "Oh fuck, I could just teleport in the backseat of this car." I forgot about that. He has to be like, "I'll get you next time," and your little dog too.
0: But he also has to like garner and guess whether or not they've put a devil strap on the roof of the car, or like on the ceiling of the on the headliner of the car, you know. And like, and just be stuck in that fucking car with him. Oh yeah. so like maybe that's why that happened once. I mean, there is one in the trunk. No. So.
2: Yeah, I feel like they did something with a demon where they, like, basically tricked it into appearing
0: in in a devil's trap.
1: They have done things like that before where they just tricked demons into appearing into devil's trap and stuff like that, so it is possible, but never in the Impala. I think, personally, that's just giving the writers a little too much credit. I think they just didn't Mm. really think about the logistics of that. Um... Yeah, it's not again it is not a big deal to me that Crowley doesn't in the first episode it's kind of dumb because they're establishing him as like this villain who's supposed to be you know kind of threatening um, but now with the introduction of Naomi and that Nazi group from a couple of episodes ago and um, and that's pretty much it that's all they've introduced uh, wink wink nudge nudge don't send us letters <laughs> um you know, it, it, he, Crowley's not doing the heavy lifting of being the season villain anymore. Um,
2: yeah, it kind of seems like there's not really a villain at the moment. Or like the villain is just a countdown clock. To who is gonna translate what First
1: I think the villain is Sam's TV blood in the mouth sickness
2: Yeah that too I think the villain is the friends We made along the way
1: Oh that's (laughs) sweet You're not wrong I think the villain is the Destiel fan Who's clearly in the room of Of the writers In the writers room
0: yeah, oh, I thought you were referring to yourself for a second. It's like, all right, well, that's fair. Does
2: um, so this episode was written by Robbie Thompson. Does he have a specific penchant for creating destiel
1: situations? Let's take. Let me take a gander at what else he has written because I feel like the answer to that is yes. Okay, so Robbie Thompson is um, your favorite writer because he's the one who introduced uh, Charlie.
2: Yeah. You know, I could have told you that Robbie Thompson uh, wrote this episode just based on the fact that the trivia and references section mm-hmm. for his episodes is always twice as long as every other non Robbie Thompson episode.
1: Oh yeah and there were a shit ton in this episode. Doc Holliday gets a shout out. Al Capone gets a shout out. The Lord of the Rings gets a shout out. That's a two for one reference because then two seconds later um, Dean references Rudy. Yeah. Uh, fucking there's another, there's another goddamn Star Wars reference.
2: Mm-hmm. Star Wars reference there's Oh god Do you want me to do the, the tally Yeah there's, go for it um, So the title Is a Super Tramp song mm-hmm. The Spear of Destiny which Dean like Holds is the the spear That pierced Jesus while he was being uh, Crucified Doc Holliday there was a Maximum Overdrive reference um, There was a reference To the band LEO that was their um, FBI uh, names There is a reference to Beautiful Mind Star Wars uh, Glengarry Glen Ross um, Al Capone It's a Wonderful Life uh, The movie Zero Dark Thirty Google in general mm-hmm. uh, Indiana Jones Family Guy uh, Bill Nye uh, The Merchant of Venice The Lion King Monty Python and the Holy Grail And Lord of the Rings Slash Rudy
0: it's too much, Robbie. <laughs> Chill out.
1: Um, Chill
0: out, Robbie reference.
1: So, Robbie Thompson is, at least for me, a, uh, I would say, not really a mixed bag. He's had some episodes that I really enjoy. And I think, on the whole, I enjoy his episodes. He wrote Slash, fi- slash Fiction, which I'm going to go ahead and put that in the Robbie Thompson is the Destiel fangirl in the room column. Um, He also wrote Time After Time, which was the Kronos episode, but no, not that Kronos. Uh, (laughs) He wrote The Girl with the Dungeons and Dragons Tattoo, which is the first Charlie episode, which is actually an episode that I do enjoy because I do love Charlie a lot. He wrote Bitten, which is meh. He wrote LARP and the Real Girl, which is meh. He wrote this episode, of course, um, and then then a couple in in the future, including an episode called Fan Fiction
2: i've heard of this episode
1: you should have it's the 200th episode of supernatural
2: is that the musical episode it sure
1: shit is yes
2: that's why i've heard of it
1: yes so i'm gonna say this about robbie thompson obviously i do not know what is in his heart you know in his soul right However, it does not escape my notice that this episode has a shit ton of next DL, but then also a scene where Dean has to, like, snap Cass out of his brainwashing, which is some fucking fan fiction-ass shit right there. Mm -hmm. So, and I just can't, with how, like, wink-wink, nudge-nudge, you know, Supernatural is about its fandom in the show and how often they break, that you know, the fourth wall in that sense. I just can't I just can't get behind the fact that like these these references or this sort of like shipping fodder is just accidental. Yeah. So I'm gonna go with, yeah, Robbie Thompson, secret Destiel fangirl in the room. But also secret Meg Steele fangirl. But also, he murdered her, so, you know.
2: With someone who plugs as many references as he can uh, into what he writes, I can't imagine that Robbie Thompson isn't one of the writers that is, like, incredibly aware of fandom, especially at the time of, you know, the production.
1: I mean, the man's first episode was called Slash Fiction. Like. Yeah. And I would I would go ahead and say like, okay maybe I'm just not clued in enough to fandom anymore. Are kids these days still calling Slash Slash? Like, is that still know. the term?
2: I don't think it is. Okay. I, yeah, I think it's kind of outdated.
1: Because as far as I'm aware, the history of the word Slash in reference to Slash fiction gets, gets its start back with like the beginning of like recorded, you know, Star Trek fan fiction mm-hmm. in Kirk slash Spock. The slash comes from that slash. Yeah. Uh, so it's like an old term.
2: Because I think some people don't even use a spl- slash anymore. Sometimes they'll use an
1: X. Or they'll just port Mantu the names together. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's most common. Mm hmm. So, I don't know. But yeah, I'm with you, Travis. I liked this episode. Um, thought it was goodly. Oh, I really liked the scene where Sam and Cass, on well, okay, so, or not Sam and Cass, Sam and Meg. Um, I liked the part where Meg was like, oh, so I took how many bullets for you guys and you didn't even think to look for me? That's nice. That's
2: sweet. Yeah, that was good.
1: Um And then Sam Sam tells Meg about uh, Amelia, which was nice cuz I'd honestly forgotten about her. Um Who Meg? No, Amelia.
0: Oh. Amelia.
1: Sam's girlfriend, her his unicorn.
0: The one, the one that he hit the dog.
2: Oh
1: yeah!
0: Yeah.
2: Gosh, I wish I had. I wish I had forgotten about her.
1: Mm-hmm. Girl, same. Can Fuck. this episode be called "fellas"? Is it gay?
2: Fellas, is it gay? Yeah. It can
0: now. Fuck it. Sweet. Fellas, is it gay to hit another woman's dog and then like form a relationship only to break up? At the like initial moment That the, she tries to instill communication In the relationship to set boundaries
2: Fellas, is it gay to cry about Destiel?
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Fellas, is it gay to speculate on the Destiel fangirl In the supernatural writer's room? Mm.
0: <laughs> Fellas, is it gay to like Rudy?
1: <laughs> yes It is not gay to like Rudy It is super gay to like Rudy
0: Fuck, <laughs> fuck Notre Dame.
1: Wait, why do you want to watch Rudy for? So you can fuck men? Hmm?
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. What are you watching Rudy for? So you can imagine holding hands? With Sean Astin? Guy who plays Rudy? <laughs> <laughs> uh, when The Lord of the Rings came out, everybody was like, fellas, is it gay to carry your friend? two volcanoes so he can throw a piece of jewelry inside of it and save all of Middle-earth. You remember that? <laughs> Fellas?
0: And then ride an eagle back to like the Hobbit hole.
1: Okay. They went to Gondor, but...
2: Yeah. They made their way back to the Shire eventually. They did
1: make their way back to the Shire eventually. And then Sam had to go to the Grey Haven because he didn't save the world for him.
0: You know, so good. Sam so is good. the tallest hobbit I have ever goddamn seen. That's fair. Yeah. Technically. I meant Winchester. I
2: oh, Sam Winchester. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. I, was to, I, I was about to get into Lord of the Rings. Yeah, the I think mind. actually. <laughs> we don't need to go there. Well,
1: no, I think officially Frodo's a pretty tall hobbit well, because of then, the ring,
0: uh, right?
2: I can't remember if it's Merry or Pippin. One of them grows because of the ants. Oh,
1: they both grow. Oh, is it both of them? Yeah.
2: Yeah, they they are pretty tall uh, hobbits due to that as well.
1: You know, I've always shipped Merry and Eowyn. Nice. That's
2: a good one. Yeah.
1: They, okay. Anyways, sorry. We don't have enough time to get into that today. But <laughs> let's just say the reasons why I ship Marion Marion Aowen, and the reasons why I ship Mexdial, are the same reason. No, I'm just kidding. I don't even. That's. I don't know how to connect that. Okay. So, anyways.
2: Oh. Uh. Technically, the tallest Hobbit was uh, Bandabras. Uh. He was four foot five inches tall. He was the tallest Hobbit on record until. Merry and Pippin drank the um, stuff and became the tallest
1: hobbits. Got it, got it, got
2: it. Okay, we're done. (laughs) We're done with Lord of the Rings. (laughs) For now.
0: (laughs) Whenever people start talking about Lord of the Rings, I just kind of check out.
1: Yeah. So I will go ahead and say, as much as I love Meg's DL, when Meg said, go... Save your brother and my unicorn. I did throw up in my mouth a little bit.
2: Yeah, that line was a little like, yeah, uh, yeah.
1: Also, just the entire concept of the unicorn is like, okay, we get it. Yeah,
0: yeah. Like, she should have just said, go save your brother and my Clarence.
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: Just but like, see that would have been repeating a reference and Robbie needs to put as many single references in <laughs> as yeah. or
0: yeah.
1: or here's my ideal version of that line go save your brother and tell Cass uh never mind I'll tell him next time I see him and then boom dead yeah. <sighs> mm-hmm. god tears that would have made me cry Fair enough. Yeah. So, Cass gets the angel tablet. And what does he do with it? He goes and rides a bus with it. Travis, what do you think uh, is up with that? What's up with the angel tablet? Buddy, what's up with it?
2: So, I think something happened when Cass touched it. Because there was a big old glowy moment. It was a whole thing. And I think when Cass touched the angel tablet, because of whatever god magic was imbued with it, he now has to be the protector of the tablet.
1: Are you telling me that he imprinted on it?
2: Yes. (laughs) He went full on Jacob on that tablet.
1: Okay. He's gonna wait. Actually,
2: I guess the tablet went Jacob on him. He's
1: gonna wait for the tablet to come of age, and then he's gonna fuck it.
2: Except the tablet's gonna look like a 12-year-old girl forever. Who?
1: (laughs) Oh god <laughs> uh, The tablet's full name is Tablet essay. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> uh, Okay What do you think uh, I don't know any, any speculations on this Particular plot device
2: So I feel like This is gonna be Cass is He has to protect The tablet and I think the best way for him to protect the tablet is for him to not use any angel powers at all. Okay. Because for some reason, him not using angel powers makes him harder to find. Okay. It's like um, it's like in Harry Potter when you say Voldemort the Death Eaters <laughs> show up.
0: Okay. When you say what?
2: When you say Voldemort's name the Death Eaters show up. That's why people never said Voldemort.
0: Oh, I'm sorry. You, you say what name? <laughs> Oh my god!
1: Hey Ben, Voldemort doesn't exist. He can't hurt you. He's not going to. He's not going to come murder Travis. (laughs) Voldemort. It's French. He's not going to do that.
0: If you are Voldemort, um, please uh, tweet at Travis at Actually Tall.
1: (laughs) That you're you're real.
2: Voldemort roleplay Twitter. Do not tweet at me.
1: (laughs) Okay. So Vol like the rodent. Duh, like. Duh. duh, and more like Death, or short for Mortimer.
0: Yeah. Oh. Yes. Yeah. Mold Mortimer. Fall <laughs> Mortimer.
1: <laughs> Rodent of Mortimer is what his name means.
0: I uh, know oh he's Wait, the. Pr- his name is Rodent of Death.
1: No. Why
2: is he so into snakes? They're gonna eat him.
1: Uh, Men
0: love what's gonna kill them in the end. Oh, that's true. Wow, that
1: was so deep. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Fuck can you, you put that on
1: a T-shirt?
0: I, I can't. It already is. Oh, uh, you
2: know it's already etched into some eighth grader's laptop. Will you
1: etch that into my ass skin? My
0: ass. Yeah, I, I'll do it with a knife. I got you.
1: Thank you. Get a uh, with a knife. You a lit on fire for a second. to heat it up
2: get a custom mountable dildo with that like, <laughs> embedded into
0: it no I'll get you a uh a flogger oh my or god a, like, yeah just, just, just
1: booty th- shorts guys just booty shorts that say man love what kills it at the end on the ass
0: i would get i would get a girlfriend like booty shorts that say that
1: absolutely hell yeah um I, I, it's one of my favorite internet memes, the whole, like, it's booty shorts, but it has this, like, super long thing on it that's super random. My most recent favorite is the, um, this is a bit of a spoiler for, uh, for the Magnus Archives, Travis, but my most recent favorite one is anytime it's, like, ceaseless watcher, I want that thing obliterated. Like, yeah. that is just so good to me. Hmm. All
0: right. uh, I think I think there was a trend where there was booty shorts with like Nietzsche quotes on them, or like nihilistic quotes, and I was I was hella here for that shit.
2: What if you know the um, fish fear me hats? <clears throat> yes. Yeah. <laughs> Fit those, but booty shorts.
1: <laughs> okay. The French origins of the name Voldemort.
2: Oh my god. We <laughs> Jesus didn't have Christ. Time to go into Lord of the Rings but we do for Harry Potter. We
1: went into Lord of the Rings and now we're going into Harry Potter.
2: Oh, I guess that's fair.
1: Vol means flight or theft. De means of or from and mort means death.
2: Yeah. Okay, that makes more sense. Yeah. I'm still going to call him the rodent of Death <laughs> from now until the end of time. <laughs> okay,
1: good. Uh, all right. Any um, what else about the episode, guys? I mean, um,
2: I mean, it was pretty straightforward. It was like yeah. there wasn't any big. I mean, I guess there was. Was there twists in this episode? It really didn't feel like it. No. Like it felt like everything just kind of went on its natural course. It didn't really like twist and turn.
0: I just yeah, want to say this felt like a Metallica album, like just very to a T very not poorly predictable and not in a bad way Mm -hmm. but it's like going to mcdonald's so you knew exactly like for a plot heavy supernatural (laughs) episode this is like going to mcdonald's and getting a big mac you know what you're getting
1: yeah i
2: guess the twist
0: was that meg was in the episode yeah yeah that's thousand island dressing my dude yeah
2: It's not special sauce, it's
0: just Thousand Island
1: Dressing. Mm -hmm. Sam, go save your brother. And my Thousand Island Dressing.
0: (laughs) I guess the real, I guess the real friends, or the real Thousand Island Dressing was the friends we made along the way. Hell yeah. Yeah.
1: I was his pastrami sandwich and he was my Reuben.
0: God, I had the worst Reuben the other day in fucking Albertville, but that's apropos of nothing. Uh. Your
1: first mistake was getting even anything approaching, like, Reuben's are not ethnic food, but, like, even anything approaching ethnic food in Albertville, Alabama, I feel like.
0: Uh, you ain't wrong. You ain't wrong.
1: Like, what do you mean we have to vinegar the the cabbage instead of mayonnaise it? Like, that was the, that, that was too far for them. Mm-hmm. Ooh, cursed sandwich. A Reuben with mayonnaise-based coleslaw. It says sauerkraut. Right.
0: <laughs> That's just a brisket sandwich.
1: You're right, that is. S- since we're, <laughs> but it's, That's just a brisket bark. But it's wrong.
0: Since we're going there, the girl asked me if I wanted Thousand Island or spicy mayonnaise, and she also asked if I wanted lettuce or tomato on it, and... N- only one of those four things goes on a goddamn Reuben. I did get a tomato because I was feeling squirrely and it wasn't terrible, but the sandwich wasn't uh, it needed it because uh, those are ruby. Arby's has a better Reuben than that goddamn place.
1: Oof. Damn. I guess now would be the time to say bless her heart. Um.
2: She was just trying to give you the options.
0: Yeah, Yeah. yeah wrong. You ain't wrong.
1: Would you guys like to uh, read some reviews?
0: Yeah.
1: Okay. Let's do it. This is from imdb.com. I will go ahead and say most of these reviews, and by most I mean all, pretty good, like, you know, eight, nine out of tens. Mm -hmm. Um... my favorite one slash the shortest one and there's one on here that was like this person wrote a fucking novella about it but my favorite one slash the shortest one is eight out of ten five episode all about the series plot it's a bit slow-paced has some good one-liners for meg not sure how much i buy the demon being somewhat good thing not sure how much it fits with what the show has said about them eight out of ten Another one, titled, Meg Sucks. Oh no. I would have have given this a nine, but unfortunately, Meg really blows. I can't stand her. Luckily, it looks like she legitimately died in this episode. I can only hope it's not another, oh no, she died, but you didn't see her decompose, so she's still alive, garbage. Also, getting getting sick of Naomi, and I'm glad Cass kind of got rid of her i think kevin's number is quickly coming up as he's getting to be more and more of a downer with each passing episode holy shit this person tates everybody yeah yes, god but...
2: I, if it's not sam dean or Cass, fuck
1: off no, uh, if it's not dean or Cass, because the next sentence is he's oh no he's behaving in a very sam-like <laughs> behavior in this regard and even Sam with the trials isn't that bad yet glad to come back to the storyline in this episode and it was much better for that decision. Eight out of ten. Oh, God. would I'm have been a nine. Per-
0: I'm looking at this person's other reviews uh-huh. on here. They fucking hate everything, and like they also watch the League, which is one of my favorite shows. It's like, goddamn. I don't know. Like maybe jerk off. Like find some, <laughs> get some serotonin in your life, my dude. Yeah. Jesus Christ.
1: Yeah,
2: enjoy something for once
1: Yeah, Yeah, fuck You know, I'm going to go ahead and go out on a limb here And say that this person probably doesn't have a Supernatural podcast And then therefore not required to watch every episode Like, no one's forcing Mm. you, dude If you hate all but two of the characters Then, like To be fair, they didn't say that they hated them I'm assuming here That's, That's on us Real quick I did want to talk about something So, I have long bemoaned the fact that in the beginning of the show, anytime a human that was possessed by a demon died, it was kind of like, well, not anytime, but when, like, okay, so this actually deals with Meg. When... Meg's the first vessel dies it's treated very sad and with a lot of like weight and emotion right it's it's really tragic that they finally depossess her only for her to die from all the injuries she's gotten while Meg was in that body um this episode we have a scene with the uh, the first victim that Sam and Dean go and like investigate we have a scene with the the, uh, her husband, where he talks about how like sad he is that his wife is gone, how he knew there was something wrong, but he didn't pursue it. it wasn't his wife, but he feels like he should have been there and protected her because when he got back, you know she was dead and it's this very like touching emotional scene, and he's given a lot of time to really like talk about what he's going through and how he can't be in the house anymore. And then two seconds later, is talking about how whoever killed her deserves like a fucking fruit basket because they're going around killing demons.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
1: I know this is just like the modus operandi for the show now you know, where we just don't really give a shit about, like, the people that the demons are possessing. But do we have to have, like, a minutes-long scene where, you know, the victim's husband is talking about how much he misses her? And how much he, like, cared about her?
2: Yeah. I mean, like, that scene, it was mostly to get the the clue about Digging holes or whatever. Yes, it is a big exposition Um,
1: dump scene.
2: It's a big exposition dump, and I feel like they were trying to pad the exposition dump with that. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, very, very like tone deaf for how the show has become lately. Yeah. Also, and yeah, and also just very awkward.
1: There is another moment. Um. So they go and they visit uh, this woman that she had just gotten in contact with, who it turns out is doing her dissertation on, like, the history of the town. Um, And this flood that kind of destroyed the town, which is why, you know, the demons are having such a hard time finding the crypt. Mm -hmm. Um, And she gets possessed. And then Cassiel tortures the possessed body and kills her. And it's not to me as egregious as the first example because nobody's, like, you know, talking about how what a great person she was and how much they loved her and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. But, like, Jesus Christ, she was somebody who Sam and Dean were talking to who was totally fucking normal, like, two seconds ago. And now she's been murdered by their friend, and their only reaction is, dude, we could have gotten more information from the demon. Like... I feel like I should just be like alright time to shut up about it and you know get with the program I guess but it it still kind of bums me out
2: yeah I get that
1: I am really glad that Sam and Dean didn't like I don't know complain about Cass like torturing her or whatever, because that would have been hypocritical. Mm-hmm. Or if Sam and Dean had been like, we need to hunt down who's killing demons because they're doing a bad thing, because they're killing innocent people too. That would have been, whew, that would have been bad.
2: Yeah. I mean, I I thought they were going there for a second. Like, they were, where they were basically trying to f- flip it, like they hadn't just been murderizing innocent people with demons inside of them for years now.
1: Yeah. Maybe this episode had ended with one of the characters being like, I guess we kind of got lost along the way about how this is supposed to be about saving people and not just hunting things. Because I do feel like there's a storyline here. Like, Sam and Dean for the past several years have really lost track of the individuals they help because they're so focused in on the big picture and that's not their fault they kind of have to be because it's just been a bit apocalypse after apocalypse they can't worry about like the little people they lose along the way because if they fuck up then everybody dies but it's still kind of you know sad how hardened they've become to innocent people dying and yeah. they definitely could have done a storyline here where they had them be like, you know, we've really kind of lost track of why we do this. They kind of do something like this later. Um, jury is out on how effective it is. But here would have been the perfect time to be like, you know, we've really just kind of been focusing, like, too focused on the big picture and not why we're doing this in the first place, which is to help people and protect people. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's all I have to say about the episode. Any final thoughts?
0: Uh,
2: no, that's that's all I got. Yeah. Like This was another episode where it was like it was good and I'm glad it was plot but it was also just so straightforward that I'm just kind of nonplussed about it, you know? Yeah. yeah. Ex- I mean, except for when I cried about Destiel. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So, yeah. it left me neither non-plussed nor non-minus in the end
2: plot, really all I want to do is see where it goes next
1: plot twist yeah. Travis is about to like be a huge Destiel fan Oh god! like next oh, next episode no. Travis is going to be like alright guys I swore <laughs> I wouldn't do this but would you beta my Destiel fanfic and like good friends we're gonna have to say yes
0: oh man but
1: only so we can read it aloud on the podcast
0: <laughs> stay tuned patrons
1: <laughs> it's all right travis we won't judge you there's sure. a reason why it's the most popular ship of the fandom
2: yeah i guess so i'm not saying there's nothing
1: there or that it's bad i'm just saying it's not my cup of tea Tune in next week. (laughs) Mm -hmm. All right, Travis. Yeah. This next episode certainly does have a title. I bet that title is clever, possibly an interesting reference to a beloved 90s television show.
0: Freaks and Geeks.
1: You're sure as shit is. What's it about?
2: Salmon. oh and oh, this episode, it's a, it's an X Men crossover, and Sam and Dean have to fight the X Men because they think that they're like demons or something, but really it's just uh, another uh, another extension uh, of the MCU because you know can't have enough of those
1: lately. Hell oh, yeah! Anybody watching Loki? Eh?
0: No. <laughs> Hikey, I'm not watching Loki.
2: I can count on one hand the amount of MCU titles I've watched.
1: I enjoyed WandaVision. Well, I don't know if that's going to happen. Tune in next week when we talk about it.
0: Hell yes. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Thank you so much for listening. We've reached the end of this episode. Uh, if you want to hear more from us, check out our website, Habcast.com, where you can find links to all of our social media at Habcast on Twitter and Instagram, and also Hey As But a Supernatural podcast on Facebook. You can also find a link to our Patreon, where for $3 a month, you can get access to the other show we do called Let's Shag Ass, the show where we watch things that Supernatural actors have been in that are in fact... Not Supernatural. That show is a lot of fun and you should definitely go check it out and help support the show. Thank you guys so much for listening. Until next time, have fun.
2: And don't die.
0: Bye.
1: I was like, he's dead. (laughs) The all killed him.
0: Only in the middle.